We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Folks, way out of the country. Oh, really? Didn't you tell me once you were getting some notes from China or something like that? Yeah, I've had uh, people in China listen to me, and I've had people uh, in Canada and Brazil, and uh, I'm doing all these things to try to build the the base up, and I think I can do it. Um, Of course, we have to... uh, we have to make sure that we're streaming. I mean, I, you know. Well, that's the, that's, the, that's the prerequisite, yeah. Yeah, if we're not streaming, we're not doing well. Well, I'll probably have to figure this out during during the break. But right now, we'll just go ahead and do a show on radio. And uh, I can always post this later as a, you know, as a supplement. To you can my... always put a, you know, you have a podcast here through uh, Salem as well. So you can always uh, direct people to your podcast if you wanted to. Well, how do you do that? You have to go to Omni. I'll get you all the directions if you want. Yeah, we need directions for that guy. We need directions. Okay, we will uh, work on that. All right, we'll work on that. And um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what I did this week. So I've been uh, trying to get all the cables that are the, the internet cables that are hanging out over the uh, over the walls and from the ceiling and get those put behind the walls and course you have to cut a, a hole in the drywall and put in a an electrical box it's a little voltage so it's a, you know it's pretty easy to do but you know you use these multi-tools have you seen those ken i have i don't have one but i've seen them online yeah I've, i have one they're they they're oscillating they're not rotary like a drill um, they're oscillating so they go back and forth at a really high speed at just a short distance and they uh they oscillate and they uh they can cut through rigid objects like metal and drywall, but they generally won't hurt uh, the the softer, flexible objects like electrical lines. So that that's that's one of the good things about them. Now they run about eighty to one hundred and fifty dollars, depending on where you get one. That's not too bad. No, no. But you know what else works like that is a cast saw. Have you ever had a cast on your arm or your leg and had it taken off? Luckily, no, but I, my wife has had a few, so I know what I know what they're like. Yeah, it, it's an oscillating saw. It looks a, a it's a big, little bit bigger and heavier duty than than uh, than a, a multi tool, but it certainly is the same thing. And it'll it'll produce a little heat uh, as you get close to the skin. It might burn a little bit just from the heat uh, going up against the the plaster or the fiberglass cast, but. Uh, Basically, it's the same thing. So there you go. How about that? Not bad. I always wondered how they did that without slicing your skin open. That's how you do it. If it hits the skin, it just wiggles back and forth, and it really doesn't do a whole lot. Because it looks really dangerous when they're doing it. Yeah, I know. It's fun to watch people get... uh, (laughs) You're going to (laughs) what? So at any rate... um, did you see where they're going after Graham, Senator Graham? They want to put him on the, uh, before the grand jury in Atlanta. I guess there's some left-wing uh, 
DA in, in Atlanta that is going after Trump on uh, for interfering with the Georgia election, trying to manipulate the Georgia election. I, I think that he had talked to or or had called the uh, the uh, state attorney general Raffensperger uh, and tried to get him to investigate the uh, the election. So. Uh, and, and and have a recall and and have uh, you know some some investigation and try and turn the election around in Georgia. I don't know what Trump said or did, um, and I certainly don't know what Senator Graham had to say. But I guess they're on a big fishing expedition. They've got a hundred witnesses lined up, Ken. A hundred that they're subpoenaing. A hundred. A hundred subpoenaing. Is that is that the right word? Subpoenaing. Yes. Who okay. have been subpoenaed. There. You've been, you've been subpoenaed, buddy boy. <laughs> Put down here. <laughs> I've never had the pleasure, thank you. Uh, and then. Well, what's wrong with making a phone call? What did he throw? I mean, unless he said throw some votes away. Well, I mean, I don't know what he said. I mean, that's what I mean. I would, oh, I, I'm going to hate you for the rest of your life if you don't see it my way, but I mean, that. You know what? I mean, he's on the Judiciary Committee, so he should, he does have an interest, I would think. I would think. Here's the thing, Ken. If I had been treated the way he had been treated, I certainly would be much more upset. I'm surprised he didn't have somebody hit. <laughs> you know, I mean, if it were Hillary Clinton, she would have had you killed if you'd done that to her. So would Putin. <laughs> yeah. His guys are falling fast over there, too, these days. They are. And I see where they're trying to uh, get into that nuclear plant. The U.N. is trying to get in there, and they want to make that a, 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 a neutral zone, a demilitarized area, because they're afraid that it's going to blow up that nuclear reactor. And if it hits the core, then that will uh, that will potentially melt down. And as that heats up and melts down, or melts down and heats up, heats up and melts down, yeah, that's it. Uh, that will burn its way through the core of the earth until it hits a pocket of water and then you have this huge steam explosion with all kinds of radioactive waste coming out. It's pretty cool, but you know, you don't want to be down breeze from it. And I think Russia is downwind from that area. We can only hope. I'm pretty sure southern Russia is, yeah. (laughs) Not that I would think they really care. (laughs) Oh, what the hell? What's a few million Russians? That's right. They They lost 20 million in World War II, so... Yeah. And, and, you know, they just threw, they just threw soldiers after soldier after soldier at the, at the uh, Germans. And, and they, I mean, they, they did have uh, good tactics after a while. But it was basically uh, a war of attrition. The whole thing was. Yeah. I mean, they just, well, once they surrounded the, the German army at uh, Stalingrad, it was pretty much over for the Germans. But they're still, even today, they're just throwing people into the fight. Yeah, they just throw them in. And now they're trying to get the Chinese to send some troops. I think they're smarter than that. Uh, North Koreans might send some. <laughs> yeah, but they're starving how far they march. <laughs> yeah, the soldiers would go just to get a meal. Yeah. So Mitch McConnell says he's concerned that uh, the uh, Trump-backed radical Republicans, I guess that's what they're, the ultra-conservative Republicans, uh, are not going to be able to flip the Senate, that they may flip the House but not the Senate. 
You, you know, I've been saying all along that uh, Oz is not going to win in Pennsylvania, by the way. You know that. Doesn't look like it, no. I mean, come on. This guy, was, he, who, who brought him onto the national stage? Do you remember? Oprah? Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, why is, not? Is, Oprah, is she a Republican? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, this guy was a ultra liberal until he uh, decided he wanted to go into politics. And if you've ever heard him speak on anything other than what he's been scripted to speak on, he doesn't know squat. He's dumb as a brick. What He was about the worst candidate they could have picked up there. We also lived for a long time in New Jersey, I guess. Yeah. So he's yeah. got a couple of strikes against him. Yeah, he does. He really does. Apparently, he doesn't know where a good cheesesteak is sold. So, yeah, that's a prime he, in Philadelphia. And he was a cardiac surgeon. Why did he quit practice? Nobody ever talks about that. Making more money in TV? <laughs> I don't think he was making any money when in TV when he quit practice. No, probably not. No. Good question. But, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I, I have not really looked that deeply into it, but usually uh, people get out of surgery when they have some kind of problem, either a physical problem or uh, age, or they get into trouble uh, through malpractice or whatever. So I don't know why I got out, but apparently the anesthesiologist, the uh, cardiac anesthesiologist that he worked with was the brains behind the operation, and he would... Uh, uh, he would uh, direct Oz and, and helped him become a national um, TV star. He was sort of like the agent, uh, provocateur, uh, sage, uh, PR man for, for the, for the uh, Dr. Oz show. Is but he running a Senate campaign? That I don't know. I do not know. Yeah. I, I, if, if he is, he's 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 doing a lousy job. He's doing a lousy job, <laughs> that's for sure. So what's going to happen? Do you think the uh, house will turn? And I think it'll get enough fifty-fifty again. Yeah, probably. And well, then then it's fifty-one fifty because you got the vice president to come in and uh, break a tie. Yeah. Yeah. But you won't get any treaties approved. No. I think that takes 60, doesn't it, a, a treaty? Or is it a majority? I'm not sure now. I can't remember. I have to look that up. You won't get any treaties, and uh, I think it's a simple majority for uh, for an appointment like to the Supreme Court. Now it is, yeah. Or a cabinet official. Speaking of which, a cabinet official, and you may not remember this, Edward Stanton. He was... Uh, Abraham Lincoln's Secretary of War throughout the uh, the Civil War, and uh, when when Abe was assassinated and, and uh, Johnson took over, Andrew Johnson, uh, Stanton stayed on. Now Stanton was a staunch uh, radical Republican back then. A radical Republican was 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 violently anti-slavery, uh, was pro bigger federal government and more federal intervention. And they also, the radical Republicans, they also wanted to punish the South after the Civil War. And Lincoln said, no, let's not do that. Let's, you know, let's make this uh, uh, a, a reconciliation. You know, we had a family fight. Now let's bring everybody back in together. The radical Republicans were opposed to that. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, Lincoln didn't live long enough. He died shortly after the war was over, I think in April of 
65, he was shot. So he would have just been reelected at that point. So at any rate, Andrew Johnson took over and he wanted to get rid of Stanton, which was his right presidential power. And uh, of course, the radical Republicans didn't like that. And they had a filibuster proof uh, hold on, on the House and the Senate. And uh, they passed a law that forbade the president from firing or replacing the uh, Secretary of War or, or any secretary in his cabinet. And uh, Johnson vetoed it, and, but they still overrode him. And he said, I don't care. I'm getting rid of him. And he did. And so guess what? They impeached him. <laughs> <laughs> of course they did. And, yeah, they impeached him. They impeached Andrew Johnson. And he just, just by one vote, uh, he was uh, acquitted in the Senate. And I think that the the lesson learned was that, uh, and by the way, there were 11 different charges. Did you know that? 11 charges against Andrew Johnson. I think they only voted on three, and then after that said, oh, this isn't worth it. We're not going to get anywhere. Andrew Johnson was a guy from Tennessee who disagreed with the uh, South uh, secession, and uh, he was uh, anti-slavery, and, and he was pro-union. Uh, but he also... Uh, realized that his stance on on punishing the South uh, was not a good one, and he started to turn towards Lincoln's stance, and, and that's when he got into it with the radical Republicans. They were a bunch of Northeasterners who uh, wanted to uh, spank the South, and they did for several years. The South was occupied militarily. It was divided into five military zones, and, and what Lincoln and Johnson wanted was to bring the states back in, and he had uh, Johnson had even pardoned uh, all of the soldiers and all of the Union officers, I mean, uh, the Confederate officers and the Confederate uh, politicians, and and had said, come on back in. And a lot of them were, you know, they were the uh, ruling class, so they were the bureaucrats, and uh, somebody had to run things after the Civil War. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it was like Japan uh, after World War II in Germany. I mean, a lot of the civil servants ended up being ex-Nazis and ex-fascists uh, 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 in Japan and Germany. Well, what are you going to do? You got to have people that know how to run a country, how to run a department. You need somebody's got to run the trains. That's right. Yeah, somebody's got to conduct, and somebody's got to got to be the engineer. And uh, and then you hope that you can gradually replace or uh, change their opinion, re reorient their philosophy and their way of life. So at any rate, uh, Johnson uh, actually had a tour. He went around the country on a train, and he gave speeches, and he, he got a little out of hand with his speeches in, in attacking the, uh, the uh, radical Republicans and trying to thump his own agenda, and he actually turned people off. And, of course, he didn't get reelected, but uh, he went back to Tennessee you know, during the Civil War, he stayed in Washington, D.C., so he was still the elected senator from Tennessee and then the the uh, vice president under uh, Abraham Lincoln. So interesting guy, uh, complex. And by the way, the bill that the, that the House and the Senate passed that said the president couldn't fire his cabinet members was overturned by... <laughs> By the Supreme Court in the early 1970s, <laughs> you gotta love it. This this is just it's drama beyond all. Uh, Washington's always been fun. It's always been fun, and and so 
I think the act. Whatever was, happened to Stanton? Did he run for anything else? Did he ever? He he. I think he came back in briefly, and then he uh, he he died a few years later. Oh, so, so he never ran for president or anything like that. No, no, I think he he probably wanted to. He was an asthmatic, and he had bad health. Uh, he was kind of a a nerd, and uh, anyway, that was his story. But uh, you know, poor Abe. He got he took a he took a a, a pill in the head right after. Um, Bobby Lee surrendered to uh, U.S. Grant. He got shot right. Yeah, it wasn't within, too long after. Yeah. Yeah, it was in a few weeks. Yeah, very sad. And all because uh, all because his his guard wanted to have a beer next door. Apparently. <laughs> what? That stupid guard. Yeah, he just left the president unprotected and uh, went next door to have a beer while the play was on. <laughs> I think Stanton was uh, uh, deeply involved in and finding uh, John Wilkes Booth and all the conspirators who uh, who were involved. And, you know, Dr. Mudd was finally exonerated. But your name is still Mudd. That's but your name is still Mudd. For those of you who don't know, uh, John Wilkes Booth hid in Dr. Mudd's barn, as I, I believe uh, the story goes. Well, he treated him, too, for like a broken leg or something, broken arm, something he like that. treated him for something, a gunshot wound or whatever. At any rate... Um, so Dr. Mudd was pulled into the investigation, and he was, I believe he was charged and found guilty of conspiracy. I don't know if he did any time or not. I can't remember. They they hung a lot of people who were involved in they that. Hung, yeah, they, well, yeah, John Wilkes Booth, he, he got his neck stretched. Um, <laughs> he didn't look very good afterwards either. So, But here's the thing. It took over 100 years to exonerate Mudd. I, I don't remember which president it was, Jimmy Carter or or uh, somebody uh, actually exonerated him, and I think he was um, forgiven and all was forgotten. Of course, Mudd didn't care because he'd been dead for 100 years. I'm sure the family was pleased. The family was pleased. But your name is still Mudd. The the saying was already in there. Yeah. Well, the kids don't even know about that now. My son, he wouldn't know. If I said, your name is Mudd, he'd go, what? What are you talking about, Dad? Yeah, I guess it really has kind of died off, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the Civil War is uh, pretty much forgotten. You know, we're in another phase of uh, social and uh, racial integration, although I think it's probably way overblown because it looks to me like people have got ample opportunity at all levels uh, of society if they want to, Ken. But that's just my humble opinion. you got to get out there and do it. You got to get out there and do it. You can't just sit on your duff and. Uh, Not going to happen in your living room playing video games. No, you got to you got to get there and do something. So speaking of uh, doing things, I saw this radio guy this week uh, in my office. For, <laughs> Anyone we know? Any is could be, and uh, he's he's got one bad ear and the other ear is going bad, and so uh, he's he wears hearing aid. <laughs> And uh, I won't give you his name. Oh, go ahead, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> no, my hearing aid went out yesterday. His ear, so he lost. So my radio guy, my 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 engineer, producer, uh, co cohort here on who's the a, show. who's the judge of the sound? 
<laughs> he can't hear. Can't hear a thing. <laughs> Good thing they give us headphones or I'd be shouting right now. My wife, you know, my poor wife, she's a saint because when this happens, the TV in my little room goes up to like 40 on the volume level just so I can hear something. And she'll try to talk to me and she'll say, you want lunch? And I'll say, you got a hunch about what? <laughs> she'll say, no, not hunch, lunch. I said, hunch about what? Forget it. I can't understand what you're saying. Are we going to have lunch pretty soon? You know, so it, it, it drives her crazy. Yeah, it uh, it's it's interesting that uh, we get away with so much with the wives just by getting older and saying what. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. Give me another twenty seconds to think about it. Yeah. And, and my wife will yell at me from three rooms away, and I can hear her perfectly clear, but I will not answer. She has to. She has to be looking at me, or I, I'm like, huh? <laughs> Don't tell her I said that. Don't though. give our secrets away on the air, Doc. Oh no, no. <laughs> no hearing aids working fine. Don't tell her. <laughs> so, Ken, you probably didn't know this, but uh, hearing loss is is more common than just about any other disease, and uh, it's more common than diabetes. It's more common than than. Uh, uh, any other congenital problem that kids have. Uh, I didn't realize it was such a big deal, but apparently there's tens of millions of Americans who had various degrees of hearing impairment. And it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, because I've been half deaf all my life. I was born with a deformed left ear, and I've never heard anything out of that ear. And it's a, it's a, it's a debilitation that is, you know, you don't see it. There's no outward sign. So you're constantly fighting with people, you're trying to read lips. You're listening as intently as you can, and you're missing phrases. And then you try to answer, and you sound stupid because you're answering a question, that, a completely different question. You thought you heard a question, but you didn't really hear it. You heard they were asking something else. So it, it gets very, very frustrating after a while, but it's a, it's a hidden disability. Are you talking about President Biden? <laughs> <laughs> if he wants a new excuse, that's one for him. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Yeah, Reagan used to do that all the time. Remember Reagan? Yeah. He, he and, uh, you know, and, uh, going out to the helicopter, he'd put his hand behind his ear. Ah, sorry, I can't hear you guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, I ran contra? I don't know anything about it. Why are you such a jerk, huh? Uh, exactly. And there was a time Nancy gave him the answer, and she she got picked up on Mike doing that. He yeah. le- He legitimately could not hear the question, so she kind of spoke real softly under under her breath while she put her head down, but the mic still picked it up. So, but Ronnie was okay. If he could hear or not, I loved Ronnie. Yep. He was a interesting man and, and quite a order. And, you know, he'd been practicing that for decades, uh, his uh, speech and his shining city on the hill and all that. He'd been using that since the fifties. Yeah. People think, well, how did an actor get to be a president? Well, he was, he had a nice little journey there. He was president of the actors guild for a while. Then he went on to real politics where he was governor of California for a couple of terms, I guess. Yeah. So he had hearing loss and, uh, a lot of people have hearing loss and uh, here's the good news. You know, the hearing aids used to cost what thousands of dollars and they had to be special fitted and all that. And now the federal government and their great wisdom has uh, approved some cheaper over-the-counter units, and they range in price from 300 to 
as opposed to several thousand. And I see that there's some advertised on TV already that are like five or six hundred dollars, but I think you have to still do a little legwork. But for the over-the-counter ones, you'll be able to go into the drugstore account and just pick up one. Think Medicaid will cover that eventually? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Uh, Medicaid's covering everything else. Hell, we're paying for the for the half of the country, and all the kids are on Medicaid now. And uh, Well, Medicare certainly should pick it up for all the older folks. You would hope. Uh, are we going to pay for all this? Well, I guess my taxes are going up. That's right, and, Doc. And and if I don't pay them on time, there's 80,000 80, more IRS. They come and get you. <laughs> Knocking on the door and telling me, hey, you're late. <laughs> Who is this IRS? What's your name, Bubba? <laughs> well, that's when that's when you then you, that's when you fake the hearing problem. Sorry, what? Huh? Mm-hmm. I think he lives next door. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they'll probably have some federal goons with them, you know, the treasury agents or whatever, and come in, break the door down, and come in and steal all my valuable documents like uh, patient charts and the wife's recipes. And, and they'll take your passport. They don't want you leaving the that. country. I made a copy. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're supposed to do that. (laughs) I'm thinking about making more and selling them. (laughs) Now you're getting into uh, some very uh, leery area there, Doc. All right. All right. I'll back off of that. I won't do it. I promise you. All right. Good. I'm glad to hear that. CIA and whoever else is listening. (laughs) So so this is the good thing. You can get these uh, hearing aids and... uh, it's going to cost you a lot less. And, you know, you can get, I mean, some of them are pretty bulky looking like the old timey ones. Remember you, decades ago when you had that big thing behind your ear? Yeah, I just um, didn't want one of those, but they're much smaller now. I was glad to see when I finally needed one. Oh, yeah. And they have Bluetooth connectivity and uh, you can connect it to your telephone and do all kinds of things with it. Yeah, I got a really neat bicycle helmet for the wife and I. It's a Bluetooth helmet, so when I get on my bicycle and I turn the helmet on, it's got a microphone and, a, and ear speakers, and so I can talk to people on the phone with my bicycle helmet hands-free, and it's really a very convenient thing. Kind of like motorcycles. I think motorcycles have had something like that for a while. So Yeah, I think they do. Now they're, they're, they've come to the bicycles. That's a good idea. I, yeah, it's a great idea, and I think that it, it makes it a lot easier if you're riding your bicycle or your motorcycle to have that that uh, convenience, and then you're not using your hands, and you're still looking straight ahead at the road and not down at your phone and trying to figure out what to do. But you can now, I think at Costco, you can already get these uh, over-the-counter, but I'm not sure about that. The that's, hearing aids, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that's something that'll need to be looked into, and... Uh, but but I'm glad to hear that that's come along for for people. Yeah, it's a real uh, problem. Yeah, well, but you you want to make sure that you don't wear it when you're at home with your wife. <laughs> <I don't, laughs> just saying, honey, I don't know where it is. I think I lost my hearing aid, and then hide it somewhere and let her look around for it, and <laughs> that'll keep her busy. You can be cruel, Doc. <laughs> Hey, we got to take a break, but before we do, how about a question? Let's have a question. All right. Now, for about 10 minutes or so, the question we have, this is for uh, to Dr. Bill, your radio 
MD coffee mugs. First person to give us correct uh, answer wins. And the question deals today with something we talked about for about 10 minutes this morning, the uh, Lincoln-era Civil War. We want to know who was Lincoln's Secretary of War. Who was Lincoln's Secretary of War? We talked about it for about 10 minutes today. Who was Lincoln's Secretary of War? If you know, be the first caller at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. And you will win the two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. Ain't that right, Doc? You got it, buddy. And and remember, uh, if you are married, uh, if you're two married people who are deaf and you get into an argument, you know how they do it. The husband turns around in circles and the wife runs in front of him signing with her hands. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We'll be right back. I'm Dr. Bill. I got Ken by my side. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Attorneys for Florida school shooter Nicholas Cruz are about to present their case for why they believe he should be sentenced to life in prison and not death. Lead public defender Melissa McNeil is expected to give her opening statement on Monday and then begin her team's case. They'll be trying to persuade at least one juror that their 23-year-old client should not be executed for the 2018 massacre at Parkland's Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Somali authorities have ended a deadly attack in which 21 people were killed and dozens more wounded when gunmen stormed a hotel in the capital. It took Somali forces more than 30 hours to contain the fighters who had stormed Mogadishu's Hyatt Hotel. And China's agriculture ministry says it'll try and protect its grain harvest from record-setting drought by using chemicals to generate artificial rain. This is SRN News. AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, TheAnswerTampa.com, on 100.3 FM, W229DJ, by downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 384 When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. 
Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi. 727-577-2220. Help us support our Bundles of Hope campaign. Call 800-280-8108. Times of clouds and sunshine today with a thunderstorm in spots late in the afternoon with a high 94. Tonight, clouds breaking with a low 79. Partly sunny tomorrow with a thunderstorm in the area in the afternoon with a high 94. Plan with confidence. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill. So uh, we're talking uh, all kinds of things this morning. Ken, I wanted to talk about the the diabetic drug, the uh, GLP-1 receptor blockers or whatever they are agonist, antagonist, I forget which one they are. At any rate, things like Trulicity. Uh, This is a really big deal because it it has uh, revolutionized the treatment of type 2 diabetes, adult onset diabetes. Now, the difference between type 1 and type 2 is that with type 1, you don't make any insulin, and that's usually uh, in childhood that you start with that. Type 2 is where you may start to decrease the amount of insulin you make, but you also have resistance in the peripheral cells to the insulin effect. So you think of it as uh, um, you got the gasoline in the, in, the, uh, in the system, but you don't have a carburetor to get it into the, into the little engines inside the cell to work. That's the way that goes. So at any rate, the uh, glucagon-like protein, uh, this, this thing is, glucagon is the opposite of insulin. Insulin forces sugar down by pushing it into the cells and, and storing it in the liver and turning it into fatty acids to be stored in the fat. And so uh, glucagon does just the opposite. It kicks sugar out of the liver. It uh, ramps up your, your, uh, your sugar content in your bloodstream, and it makes the fatty acids break down and, and turn back into sugar. So uh, this, this is a, a balanced uh, hormonal thing that we do, and it's in the gut and in the pancreas. So this uh, glucagon-like protein, it, it increases insulin secretion and increases uh, insulin production. It actually increases the, the beta cells uh, production in your, in your pancreas. The beta cells are the cells that actually make the insulin. There's different cell families that live in the pancreas. And, uh, and it also decreases apoptosis of beta cells apoptosis is the natural death of, of those cells, and it decreases glucagon secretion. So these GLPs are uh, really great things uh, for, for diabetics. And guess what? It can also help you lose weight. Well, now you, you're talking. <laughs> yeah, and, and I've had a few patients who, uh, who have asked me for that just for weight loss. Now, it is, uh, for the most of these, they are injectables uh, once a week or once a day. Um, so you have to learn how to give yourself a shot, but, it, you know, it's like insulin. You have to learn to give yourself a shot with insulin. 
Here's the thing, though. It is expensive. It is very expensive. I'm, by the way, I put a, a, a slide. I think I was I was streaming, Ken. I didn't realize it, but I put up a slide on on the uh, on the internet for people to look at uh, as to how this uh, GLP works. And the names of these drugs include Trulicity, uh, Bidurian, uh, Bieta, Ozempic, Victoza, uh, Rebelsis, and you probably hear a lot of these being named on TV uh, in an advertisement. So I think that a couple of them are good at weight loss. Not all of them are as good, uh, and you can lose a lot of weight. Uh, my diabetics who I put on, on these medications, or who are on these medications, I should say, they uh, actually have lost weight and have done really well in their hemoglobin A1C, which is a look back at your blood sugar over four to six weeks. Uh, what it is, it's it's a look at the amount of sugar that's attached to the, your red blood cells. So the higher your sugar levels are, the more the red blood cells will pick up uh, the sugar and, and hang on to it on their cell membranes, kind of like sticky stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. By the way, I was cleaning up the office and pulling wire, and I uh, pushed my wife's bookcase out in her office to get back there. Oh, my God, what a mess. There was a piece of candy. <laughs> Stuck to the wall, Ken. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of dribbling down the wall over the years. <laughs> like, at any rate, so. Well, what does this know, stuff cost, by the way? You said it's expensive. How much? What are we talking expensive. about? It's expensive. Now, if you are poor and you don't have insurance, uh, there are programs that will will help you that the drug companies have, and you can call uh, the different companies. There's also uh, something called. Um, uh, uh, good RX, and I'll throw that slide up there for the internet folks. Let me see if I can get to that. Good RX, I'll put that up there. Now, Good RX, Ken, is uh, a program, and I don't know who subsidizes it, but uh, probably through advertisements and uh, through private uh, uh, subsidies, you know, wealthy people like Bill Gates. You can have your medication costs drastically reduced by going to GoodRx, G-O-O-D-R-X, that's on the Internet, and they've got coupons. Coupons? Is it coupons or coupons? It's actually coupons. Coupons. Okay, okay coupons. And uh, you can get a coupon, and so like something that would cost you $150, you can get it down to 20 bucks. Now, these, uh, these, uh, these uh, GLPs, they're... Well, they're like eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month. Whoa! A month. Oh, whoa! They're not cheap, and uh, but you can with a good RX coupon, you can get it down lower than that. Uh, but it's still not going to be cheap. Uh, some of the uh, the insurance plans will pay for this. So, but you have to get uh, your doctor or your nurse practitioner to fill out the forms and you know do all that crap that they make us do. And you have to have already tried things like uh, metformin and different diabetic medications. But now, if you're if you're penniless or you're you're below a certain income level, and you don't have insurance, you can call Eli Lilly or one of these other companies. They've got 800 numbers, and you can look it up online. And they've got programs where they'll they'll give you a year's free uh, medication, free. And uh, then you just have to reapply each year until you get some cash or get some insurance. Um, most people feel guilty about taking freebies, 
so they try to, you know, in, improve their lot. But there's a few people that don't or can't, and uh, for those who can't, this is a great thing, and it really helps. So I would say that uh, using something like GoodRx to get your drugs is, if you're having trouble financially and you don't have the insurance coverage, is a, is a great item. It's just a great item, and I would recommend it uh, to anybody who is in need of a little help or whose insurance doesn't cover their medications. Now, I think Part C of Medicare covers medications, but not all medications can. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you are on Medicare, you cannot participate in some of these uh, uh, subsidized plans from the drug companies. Did you know that? No. Why, why not? Because there is some federal law that they passed that <laughs> you couldn't do that. Now, I think that uh, the the new bill that was passed, the Inflation Reduction Act, which has already pushed up the cost of my electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I think Duke Energy looked at the bill and got nervous. <laughs> and uh, at any rate, so the, uh, the, the Inflation Reduction Act, I think, is going to change some of that. And it's also going, going to allow the government to, uh, or Medicare, to negotiate with the with the drug companies directly. Some people think, even doctors think, that the problem is the drug manufacturers like Lilly and Merck and uh, Pfizer. And that's not necessarily the case. Uh, we have these uh, pharmacy benefit managers that work for these large mail order pharmacies and and uh, these big uh, pharmaceutical, or not pharmaceutical, but these big uh, drugstore company chains like CVS and, and Walgreens. And uh, they actually control a lot of the pricing, and they control what they'll buy and what they'll put on the formulary for. Let's say you've got uh, OptumRx for your home delivery uh, from, for your drug plan. Uh, the guy that's in charge or the committee that's in charge of deciding what will be on the formulary for OptumRx and how much it's going to cost you <clears throat> are the people that are making the, the final pathway decisions. So this is a this is a problem that that this bill hopes to address, but I, I'm not I'm not really <laughs> I'm not real sanguine about this. I, I may be wrong. I may be. Are wrong. these guys like middlemen? Would that be a, a correct description of them? They're more like uh, purchasing agents for large uh, plans, large uh, pharmaceutical uh, benefits plans. So. They're, they're kind of like your drugstore. Mm -hmm. And they also control other drugstores, big chains like CVS, and they can audit them. If, if So like if CVS says, well, we'll <clears throat> excuse me, CVS says, well, we want to be in, in your OptumRx circle. And, and OptumRx, which I think is owned by United Healthcare or one of the big uh, insurers, says, okay, but, you know, you have to fall into line with what we want, and here's what you can charge and what you can't charge, and we're going to audit you, and you have to lower your prices on generics or raise your prices on this because uh, you're, you're charging too little. And so they'll go in, and, and they'll even decide, well, we're not doing business with CVS anymore. We're going over to Walgreens. And they do that. And I have patients come in, and they say, Oh, my pharmacy has changed. Now I got to go to CVS, and I was with Walgreens. And then you got people who shop around, and they'll find one 
one pharmacy is charging $100 for medication and another pharmacy is charging 20. So the pharmacy benefit managers, they want to try to uh, equalize everything and and work it out the way they want. So well, whatever happened to a fair, uh, you know, or, uh, what am I looking for? Price competition. Um, there, there I, is none. They take it away. I think that, I think that went out with the Democrats. Didn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> I, they, I mean, they, if you're going to buy a car, you're going to go shop a couple of, of dealerships, find out where you get the best deal. But if you got some middleman somewhere saying, oh no, you got to sell it for this price and no other. That just doesn't sounds un-American, to tell you the truth. No, and uh, the whole landscape has changed. Uh, and, but, you know, there's always going to be smart people that can figure out how to get around it and, and still make billions and uh, big companies that will manipulate the system. And and they, uh, I'm sure that they have some input into bills like the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. You think, you Doc? Know. Think they got a lobbyist or two up there? I think they do. And, and remember that a lot of these guys in Congress, uh, they get big money. I mean, big money from uh, from the pharmaceutical companies. And so what are you going to do if you're getting a bunch of your money from the pharmaceutical companies for your campaign? And by the way, you know, you can keep your campaign money that you don't spend after you get out of office. Did you know that? Um, I, I didn't know about nationally. I know in some states that's true. I think it's true nationally too, Ken. But yeah, I, I well, why wrong. not? They're politicians. Why would they make a rule against it? Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah. You know, <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> well, yeah. Why would you want to uh, shoot yourself in the foot if exactly. you're getting money? I mean, come on. What, <laughs> what, are you, what am I thinking? <laughs> I mean, for, it's like Anna Paulina Luna. She was a, a liberal Democrat two years ago, and her name was Mayor Hoffer. <laughs> <laughs> now all of a sudden she's got a Latino last name and she's a conservative. I'm I'm a little confused. But <laughs> you are what you say you are in this world now, Doc. And and you know what she says? I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get where I want to go. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got well, a winner, Doc. You want to talk about the winner for a second here? Yeah, let's talk about. We we want a winner. We have a winner. It is Ken Dexter from Seminole. Out there, just south of Clearwater, I think. Ken uh, Ken Dexter. Dexter. I wonder if he's dexterous, that Dexter fella. Ambidextrous, maybe. He could be. Either case, he won two. Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs will be on your way from the good doctor as soon as he can get to it. And the question was, by the way, who was President Lincoln's Secretary of War? Subject we talked about for about 10 minutes this morning, and it was uh, Stanton. What's his first name? Stanton. I think it was Edward Stanton. Edward Stanton. Okay, well, there you go. Ken knew that. And uh, won the coffee mugs. Congratulations, Ken, and thank you to everybody who called in. We had a lot of folks trying to win that today. Really? We had a lot of call-ins. Oh, right? yeah. A lot of folks paying attention this morning, Doc. By the way, i got to tell you, a couple of the women from the new group that I sold the building to, uh, they they came by, the uh, the physician assistant nurse practitioner and her her uh, medical assistant, they came by, and uh, they just wanted to look around and and the medical assistant, I can't remember her name because, you know, I have Nameheimer's, which is the first part of Alzheimer's. Uh, what's your name, Ken? <laughs> I've had that for about 30 years, so oh, I, yeah, okay. I just cannot remember names. So at any rate, uh, she says, my next door neighbor 
He just loves your show. He listens every Sunday. And you know what? I looked at one of your old shows on on uh, YouTube or Facebook, and I vivid. She was going on and on. She was so thrilled to meet me. And I said, "Well, here, give him a mug." <laughs> she said, "Oh." She said, "Can can I have a picture with you giving me the mug?" I said, "Sure." And so uh, she asked. Was, did she ask for your autograph? I can't write. I'm I've had a stroke, and oh. neither one of my hands or my brain is working at this point. Uh, so I couldn't sign it, but no, she didn't. <laughs> they were so excited to meet me. I'm like, well, you're a star. I tell you, I'm, I'm a superstar. That's right. By the way, uh, Mary Brockett, our sales lady, she called me last week and she wants me to do this, uh, this, uh, tour that they're having in what September, oh, the battlefield right? tour. Yeah. 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 With, uh, with, uh, Gorkin and, and um, but boy, they want big money. And I'm going to have to talk with Barbara. It's big exposure, though. Yeah, I'm thinking, should I do it? I mean, it could be national exposure. Well, yeah, it could, it could be. be. It's God, it couldn't hurt the name, you know. Yeah, I, I, and maybe I could get some real sponsors and not just uh, you know Doctor Bill's medical practice. Possibility too, sure. But it's going to be I fun. I, I suggest everybody go. And, and I. I suggested to the uh, manager of the new group that he split it with me and he could have some of the advertising. Uh, apparently it's a hundred spots, 30 second spots over September and October. That's pretty good. Yeah. You, know? you do a co-op kind of thing. You just split it. Yeah. I'll have to call him. Mary said, I have to know by the end of the week, but you know, Mary, I mean, she's like uh, pressure personified, you know, if you don't call me back right away, you're going to lose this opportunity. I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder how many people are willing to chunk Are you up, I got a VIP kind of thing going with that, up on a stage or something? Yeah, I'll be on the stage. I'll be, I'll, I better be a speaker or I'm not going. I mean, come on, I'm smarter than Gorkin. <laughs> hey, <laughs> not just would, Gorkin, but, you know, who else? Um, Mike uh, Gallagher is going to be there, too. You know what? I would never say anything negative about Mike Gallagher. He has always been very kind to me. I've seen him in the office a few times, and uh, when I went to the uh, Republican uh, convention, what was here in Atlanta, what a, a decade ago now, um, he was one of the first people to come up to me and shake my hand and and show me some kindness. And uh, I, I I I couldn't get to Geraldo Rivera. He was always talking. He never shuts up. <laughs> God, he had some people with him that. I don't know who they were, but he just went on and on and on and on and on. I was like, this isn't worth it. I'm not standing in line to talk to that little shrimp. <laughs> He's still looking for some money in Al Capone's safe, I think, somewhere. Yeah, I think he is. And, you know, he's now he's morphed from an ultra-liberal to kind of this middle-of-the-road guy. And uh, I don't know. He's always been all over the place. He's uh, yeah, yeah. But what he's really good at is self-promotion. He's very good at that, yeah. But they have to give him a hot chair when he comes onto the stage. <laughs> well, you want to cons- you might want to consider the Mary thing. That sounds like a pretty good opportunity. So. Yeah, I, and I wanted to run that by you guys out there and see what you think. I mean, if everybody thinks it's a good idea, and you can uh, you can call the station and give a yay or a nay, I'll go ahead and do that. But apparently, it'll be aired nationally on the radio, and you can go to it. I think it's like a five buck general admission if you re- just want to go. Yeah, if you want to go, it's cheap, and because I'll be subsidizing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, I could be doing relief factor as one of my. Uh, there you go. Yeah. There. All right. So, uh, what do you think about the stock market before we go off the air? I, 
I got to tell you, I, I just I can't believe the way the economy is and the stock market's still buzzing going, along. What what is going on here? It's is like this, all the economic rules have been thrown out the window. Do you think that eventually there'll be a reckoning that it'll be, uh, uh, you know, the the real GDP has only gone up about two percent uh, since 2019, and payroll jobs, uh, the payroll has dropped relative to inflation. Consumer prices have inflated over 14 percent, Ken, in the past two years. Tell me about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the stocks keep going up. Uh, the S&P over the past two years, since 2019, or oh, three years now, has gone up almost 30 uh, percent. Growth has gone up 45 to 50 percent for the companies in the S&P 500. And the valuations have gone up. I mean, what's going on here? Who are they selling to? And where's the reckoning? When's that going to happen? That's going to happen uh, if we headed to a nasty recession and everybody stops spending. Then profits go down, and then that's when the stock market goes down well, with them. If you keep raising the interest rates, uh, then the companies are going to start cutting back on capital expenditures, which will cut into the the cost of uh, large, you know, goods that are produced for manufacturing, like uh, drug manufacturing uh, equipment. And I can speak to that since I have a little bit of that. Uh, and so things are going to get more expensive, and. And we still have the tariffs on the imports from China. Fortunately, I got a lot of stuff right before uh, that was uh, put in place by President Trump. Not that I disagreed with him, but, you know, I like it cheap, Ken. Yeah, like well, everybody else does too, you know. You know, come on. I, I mean, I paid $10 for a pair of blue jeans in, 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 in 1960s, and I'm only paying 20 out at Sam's Club now. That's it. That's uh, yeah. That's right. That's cheap labor in China. That's what causes that. And and that's not new. The Chinese have been providing cheap labor for the world for hundreds of years. And we uh, we should be grateful. I mean, we we don't want them to overtake us. But by the same token, we do appreciate what they've done for us. And I hope they appreciate what we've done for them. Well, going back to this uh, subject, I'm not sure when. I I don't know if I knew when the market was going to fall, I'd be a rich man. You know what I mean? Well, I think the best the best uh, strategy is that what they call dollar cost averaging, where every month you put in a little bit of money into a large uh, mutual fund or a spider fund. The spider funds are funds that invest proportionately in, uh, say, all of the S&P 500 stocks. So if uh, Apple is the largest stock there, uh, you know, let's say it has 5% of the market share, they'll put 5% of that money into Apple. And... Uh, and so you just put your money in every every month, and you don't look at it, and you don't worry about it. And you know what? If you look at the market from 1900 up to now, it's done nothing but gone up. It yeah, it really is a good time to be in, uh, investing. It really has been the last, well, 20 years, really. Yeah, I mean, everything yeah. just, just keeps going up. Doc, we have about 30 seconds left. You want to promote a business? Yeah, let's do it. I am Dr. Bill, your radio MD, and... Uh, we have the COVID vaccine, we have uh, COVID shots, and we have the COVID uh, treatment center for you. We all cardiology. I'm gone. I'm out of here, Ken. <laughs> all right, Doc. Next week, we'll see you then. See you later, buddy.
Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Can Care Clinic. 